Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, we are getting an update from Falco Resources, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol FPC, and on the OTC markets under the symbol FPRGF. We are chatting with Jeff White, Vice President of Investor Relations. To bring everybody up to speed, Falco Resources holds the Rian Noranda mining camp. This includes the horn mining complex now falco has done a lot of work on this asset which is the horn five deposit company is advancing this deposit into production currently waiting for an operating license but we did want to bring jeff back on the show just to again remind everybody about these project highlights here starting off with the resource the resource comes in about 6 million ounces in reserves, even more when you go down into some of the other categories, as well as a feasibility study that has encompassed this reserve and resource. Jeff, take us through some of the highlights of what's known already in terms of assets in the ground. Well, thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me on. So as you mentioned, it is a 6 million ounce reserve, gold equivalent reserve, 6.1 million ounce gold equivalent reserve, over 9 million ounces in resource. And it's important that it's this is situated in the Abitibi region, which maybe some of your listeners might be familiar with, right? The town of Roy Naranda. It was the site of the former operating mine, the Horn Mine, which operated for 50 years back in the in the mid 1900s so former site of an operating mine all of the infrastructure in place and again a lot of work has been done feasibility study was originally prepared in 2017 and it was fully updated in 2021 to incorporate you know all of the elements that we're talking about well jeff could you also walk us through how obviously even though it was updated from 2017 to 2021 even since 2021, the world's changed a lot and so have commodities. Do you have some sensitivity studies on today's prices, roughly where things come in as far as the IR, the MPV, and then how do the change in inflation adjust things as well? Could you give us an update on where things are at in kind of today's dollars, today's inflationary environment? Sure, absolutely. So the feasibility study was originally done back in 2017, as I mentioned, with $1,300 gold, $3 copper, and $1.10 zinc really are kind of the key drivers to the feasibility study. In 2021, mid last year, when we did update it, $1,600 gold, $320 copper, and $1.15 zinc. And the NPV of the project went from $600 to $761 million. US dollars and the IRR after tax went from 15.3 to 18.9%. But today, I mean, using spot prices as of January 31st, which was 1850 gold, 438 copper, and $1.65 zinc, we're talking about $1.3 billion after tax NPV and a 27.2% IRR. So, and, and those prices as of January the 31st actually are, are below where we're at today. So very, very robust economics, particularly at current commodity prices. In terms of the inflationary aspect on the project economics, again, we have we have not updated it you know, since the feasibility study was updated in May of last year. 
but that will obviously have some some downward pressure given the fact that you know certain costs have certainly increased since then but i don't have those sensitivities at my fingertips jeff can you just remind everybody of the makeup of the metals within the resource you mentioned a handful of different metals there in terms of contributing to overall estimated revenues how is that split up within the project Sure. So basically at the 2021 updated feasibility, about 68%, just over 68% of the project is gold, 7.4% silver, 9.4% copper, and 14.9% zinc. So all of that based on the commodity prices included in the 2021 updated feasibility study, as we mentioned. Well, Jeff, could you give us a rough idea of what the mine life is, what kind of production output would be projected? So when Horn 5 is producing, how do you anticipate the production growing and how does it kick off to start the mine plan? Sure. So in, in terms of production, you know, the life of mine, as it's, as it's outlined in the feasibility study, is 15 years. Uh, we fully anticipate that we will be able to increase the life of the mine when we get underground. There's just no point in drilling deep underground at this stage of the game to increase what is already a long 15-year mine life, but we fully anticipate that to to increase at some point. Uh, The annual production is 220,000 ounces annually. That's just straight gold. On a gold equivalent basis, it's over 320,000 ounces annually. So it is a large project, hence the robust economics. Jeff, what about the build-out time? When the license is received, or let's say if the license is received, it does sound like it will be received. It just takes some time. But what's the general time frame for the build-out of what is a large project here? Sure. So because this was the site of a former operating mine, the first order of business is to dewater the existing mine workings. That process will take about 18 months. It was a very large mining complex previously. So assuming that we receive the principal operating agreement sometime you know, in the next six months or so, we should be commencing dewatering in early 2023. And the target then would be for the production of the mine to start in the early 2026 period. Well, Jeff, do you have a rough idea of what kind of capital and capex would be needed to get things started? And then would there be any reinvestment? Is there different phases of the mine as you get it ramping up? Walk us through that part of it. Sure. So the initial dewatering stage, which includes all of the infrastructure to complete the dewatering, which includes you know water treatment facilities, hoisting, all of those uh, pumping, all of those elements, is about a hundred and fifty million dollar, one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollar process, which is included in the all-in capex, which at this stage is about eight hundred and fifty million U.S. dollars. So Jeff, I know a lot of people are wondering, how do you get this financed? It is an expensive project to build out, but it is also a profitable project. The company is closely connected to Osisco Gold Royalties. They're the large owner of the stock. What type of financing options would the company be looking at here to move forward with the build? Sure. So as we talked about the on a, in a Canadian dollar basis, the initial CapEx is about $1.1 billion. And we have a close relationship with the Osisco group, as you mentioned. In fact, Osisco Gold Royalty signed a silver stream with Falco 
back in the 2017 timeframe. So about 150 million of the 1.1 billion comes from the Silverstream. We expect equipment financing to be about $175 million of the funding and warrant proceeds to take us up to about $325 million of funding. The remaining balance of about $750 will be split roughly equally between project debt and equity. So, you know, on a 50-50 split, you're talking about $375 each of project debt and equity financing. A large part of both of those we expect to come from the province of Quebec, who is already an 8% shareholder of Falco, but also has, you know, a number of investment vehicles in place to support projects like this that are so important to the Quebec mining community. Well, Jeff, you outlined two key stakeholders there in the Osisco group and in the province of Quebec, which is always nice to see the government participating. But you also have a big partner in Glencore there. Would you like to speak about how that principal operating agreement came into place and that strategic stakeholder? Sure. So Glencore is an important partner for us. They operate the Horn Smelter, which is right right at surface and was, was of course, purpose-built to process ore from the original Horn mine. So Glencore is the operator of that smelter today. They are closely aligned with us. They have a 2% royalty on all metals coming out of the Horn 5 project. That's actually something they share with Ontario Teachers Pension Fund through an entity called Basecore. So a 2% royalty. They also have copper and zinc offtake agreements, which were signed in late 2020. So these are significant agreements for them, given the amount of metal that's going to be coming out of the Horn 5 project. They also have a $10 million convertible debt investment in Falco with a sizable number of warrants exercisable at 51 cents. So there's a lot of of alignment of interests with Glencore. We signed an agreement in principle in June of last year, which really outlines the parameters of the principal operating license. And we are expecting that principal operating license, which is a document that governs how the mine is going to be developed, operated, and eventually closed. That document we expect to be signed in the coming months. Okay. So then, Jeff, in terms of news flow that investors can look forward to out of the company. I know it can be hard to say when you are waiting on essentially certain signatures to move things along, but what should investors be focused on to see that the project is, again, advancing towards a production? So the first thing is definitely the principal operating agreement. That's signing of the principal operating license with Glencore is, again, imminent. And so that's the, that's the first order of business. Once we have that license in place, we can secure all of the final permits that are outstanding to get the project underway, particularly the dewatering portion of the project, as we talked about earlier. And so those are the two key elements for the balance of this year, the signing of the principal operating agreement and the securing of the final permits, and then the construction phase to start early in 2023. All right, Jeff, appreciate this update. If anybody has any follow-up questions for Jeff regarding the asset or what's needed, again, to move this into production, please email us either fleck at kereport.com or shad at kereport.com. We will get those answered for you. And we will bring Jeff and management back on the show when there is some more news and some more advancements out of the company. Jeff, thank you again for your time. 
Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it.